This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about achieving your best. Not my best. Not what other people think. Your best. Now, I want to put a little bit of background into this. I'm gonna, this is going to come from a spiritual point of view, so don't expect me to talk about education. What we're talking about here is your inherent tendencies. Some people, by nature, their inherent tendencies are to do good. Others is to do evil. Generally, it's to advance your interests. Sometimes it's self-interest. Sometimes it's family, community, national, international interest. But you bring to the table a uniqueness. And this uniqueness is your constitutional position. All living entities are the same in one sense and simultaneously different in another. We are eternal living entities. We're spiritual, spark, part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. We're minute in size and potency. We have unrestricted independence. We are, we are given independence by the mercy of the Supreme Lord and we get to keep it permanently. There are times when people say, Oh God, make me love you. Oh God, make me do this. Stop me from doing that. And the Lord never intervenes. No. The original deal was you are an independent living entity. To use your desires, your decision-making powers, your potencies and abilities as you see fit. And you're given the results, good or bad, by your choices and your actions that you perform. So, okay. Some person will do terrible things and get terrible results and life just gets worse. Some people will do selfless things and do better and work harder and try and get everything will get better. And some people will act simply for the satisfaction of the Lord's plan. And they achieve liberation, nirvana, it's called in some senses. Enlightenment, quite a few different words for it. But the point I'm trying to make today is you have a uniqueness. We all have these similarities in our uh, capabilities, in our freedoms, in our attitudes, in our creative uh, structure, in, our, in the reality of our own existence as unique living entities. And then flip the coin and on the unique side, everybody's different. You can have some people look at a problem and they give you different answers. You let tell everybody to draw the picture of a flower, and oh my goodness, look at the 45, 60,000 different flowers they draw. Everybody expresses things to their unique way, to their level, a unique level of understanding, to what fulfills them, to what makes them feel expression. Unique. So the spice of life is the uniqueness, the variegatedness, variety. That's the phrase, isn't it? Variety is the spice of life. But we're not talking about, oh, so many kinds of flowers. We're talking about so many kinds of people, living beings. And all these individual living beings bring something unique to the table. Now we're getting down to you 
and me as individuals. What is it that you bring to the table that's unique? This is your quest in life. This is your duty. This is your responsibility very early in life to find out what is your uniqueness and augment that uniqueness and develop that uniqueness and broadcast that uniqueness such that you make a unique contribution to the reality and social structure we're living in. I don't want you to be like me. You don't want to be like the next guy. We don't want sameism. The demons who run the planet and the media and the television and all the other things in schools and educations, they want same. You and I and God want the uniqueness. Why would God create all these unlimited living entities if he wanted them all to be the same? How boring. They can only count to 10. There isn't anybody to count to 11. They're all just the same. They don't know what they're doing. They never will. You can crack the joke and they don't get it. What fun is in that? But look at us. Look at you. Look at the uniqueness that you are. So don't fall victim to the sameness of society. Don't allow them to throw you out of class because you ask the hard questions. Just keep asking them. Stand up for your uniqueness. Be that uniqueness and make it a contribution. It's not a demand. It's a contribution. The more you give, the more you get. You give love, you get love. You give hell, you get it. You give confusion, you get confused. You give heartfelt compassion, you get. So you have to find what is you. We see that some people are born with astonishing talents. And you go, how'd that happen? And some people are born with, can't hardly count. How'd that happen? By the use, properly or improperly, of their independence. All right, then let's just take it a general overview. Everybody listening to me is obviously very advanced. You're not in the lower species of life, you're in the human form of life. And in the human form of life, you've attained the prosperity and the resources that you're educated, you're intelligent, and you have a listening device. You have a, a hands-free, wireless, television, telephone, something. You're hearing me. That means you're not concerned about eating. You're getting meals. You have shelter. You have transport. You have technology. You have communications. Wow, you're definitely not in the bottom 10%, are you? And you have some uniqueness. I don't know what it is. Some people, they're stupid, but they, they I can cross my eyes, or I can put my thumb behind my hand, or I can, I can touch my hands behind my back, or whatever. But there's another level of uniqueness, and that is what you contribute. Your unique point of view. Your conception of things when you express it as you truly see it and feel it. This is what makes life, what makes society, what makes the world pleasurable. This is what makes you important to God. God wants variety. 
He can create sameness. Take a look at an apple tree. He can make millions of apples. They're all apples. Waves in the sea. Same thousands and thousands and thousands of birds that look exactly the same. Leaves that look the same. Grass. Look across the field of grass. But he doesn't want that. He wants the uniqueness of every single individual he created to exchange love with him. He wants to exchange love. You can't tell someone to love you and it be sincere. You have to, with your free will, willingly want to love someone. Many people say it's like involuntary. When you fall in love, it's like you can't not do it. The person is so real. They're so attractive. They're so wonderful. They mean so much to me. They fulfill me in so many ways. I can't think of a moment not being with them. Why would I want anything else but this feeling of love? It is fantastic. It is beyond anything material. That feeling is shared between God and all of his realized servants. Everyone who comes to the platform of understanding is a part and parcel of God and he's meant to be unique in a relationship with God and God has the complete omnipotency and vastness of potencies that he can have a unique relationship with every one of us. Not only do you enjoy the expansion of your uniqueness in a relationship with him, but he enjoys the unique contribution you make to him. The Lord can ask someone, go bring me some fruit. Say he asks a thousand people, bring me some fruit. And look at all the varieties of fruit he'll get. Some of them will be abundant and offered in amazing decoration or presentation. Some of them will be one fruit and a bit spotty at that. And there'll be everything you can imagine in between. As their facilities, their intelligence, their point of view, what they feel within themselves, what they like, ends up being interpreted in the simple task of bring the Lord some fruit. So you don't have to be like me or the next guy or anybody else. You have to be you. Well, what is it that's going to make you perfect? that you're sincere. You sincerely think this is how you can please the Lord and you do that to the best of your ability. That's it. It may be the guy with a huge baskets of fruit well presented. It may be the guy with one fruit that's a bit spotty. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If the sincerity, the love, the intent to please the mission, the request of the Lord, please bring me fruit. So you don't need someone's permission. You don't need someone's guidance. You don't need to make it approved by this or that of the other person. Get their approval and, oh yeah, that's okay, you can offer that. Oh no, hold that one, hold that one. No. You need to do what is you, what you feel within yourself, sincerely. You can be a sweeper or you can be a king. And it doesn't matter from the material point of view to the Lord. But this, the sincerity matters completely. The Lord wishes to exchange sincere affection with you willingly. And he makes all arrangements for you to have that availability. 
If you can get out of selfishness, you can get out of a struggle for existence, if you can get out of your misconceptions of what matters and what doesn't matter, and just try to execute the task, bring the Lord some fruit. That is your perfection. And if you can be available the next day when he says, I want something to drink. And the next day, when he says, I want flowers to decorate. I want flowers to make a garland for around my neck to smell all day. And the then devotional service has begun. Your unique interpretation of what is a flower garland? What are nice flowers to bring? What is the right fruit? They all become transcendental because they're not your material affixed desire. They are fulfillment to the Lord's plan, His desire. So every living entity, every single living entity, irregardless of the species of life they're in, has the potential to become a servant of God and please Him. Because the Lord has an unlimited capacity to receive service. If that service has love and devotion, you have love and devotion, but you restrict it because uh, the terms and conditions. You can't beat me and then tell me to love you. You can't cheat me and tell me that you care. And this is what the material relationships are like. There's hundreds and hundreds of women's shelters because men beat the women. What? The women aren't happy. The children are taken away by the state in many instances because they're not cared for. They don't, I don't know. Did you feed the kids? No. Did you feed them? No. I don't know. Which one of, what's the name of the one that needs shoes? Ridiculous things. But the loving relationship between the Lord and the living entities is totally pure, unique, and transcendental because the God, God is looking at your sincerity. The love and the sincere devotion that you put into bringing the Lord some fruit. So there are many, many things you can do with you, your uniqueness that is going to be fulfilling to you, that is going to be in harmony with the Lord's desire, that is going to bring you out of the material struggle for existence and fix you on the transcendental platform. This is what you are supposed to do with the human form of life. Figure these things out. Step forward and act in such a way that the Lord is pleased. The Lord's ad additional servants are pleased to see you serving. The spiritual master, the transparent via media who's bringing knowledge of God to you, is pleased. The spiritual master is always pleased when he sees the disciples making tasteful arrangements for the satisfaction of the Lord in his pastimes, with his loving devotees who are serving him selflessly, with unlimited free loving mentality. Selflessness. The example of selflessness. You can achieve that. You just need to be practiced. You need to understand that the Lord wants someone like you. And you have to do your individual best. That means you must be sincere. You must be devoted. You must be humble. You must be focused in harmony with the Lord's plan. 
the Lord's desire. This is the key. This is called most confidential knowledge. Because it's not talked about on the street. It's not there in everyday life. It's not of anybody's concern. It's not something anybody studies. They're just simply selfish. The one who finds peace and contentment is selfless. He knows I can try and try and try and fulfill my own desires for a hundred thousand lifetimes. And all it is is a flash. Oh, that was good. Wow. It's gone. Oh, now I need something else. Oh, let me see. Hmm. Uh, oh, 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 that was good. And it's gone. Huh. Now I need something else. But on the other hand, I'm in service of the Lord. I've brought the Lord some fruit, and he's so pleased. Oh, my goodness, he's so pleased. This is wonderful. Wow, I can think about how pleased he is all day. I'm still tasting how happy he is. How can that be? There's a reciprocation. The Lord is allowing me to feel extended enjoyment, extended happiness, extended gratification for just being me and harmonizing with his plan. He didn't say be somebody else. He didn't make me change. He didn't make me give up. He didn't make me toe the line. He just asked if I'd bring him some fruit. And so I did. And oh my goodness, it is so wonderful what I feel because I did it and he's happy. And so I am really happy too. This is devotional service. This is what you're looking for. You have to look for it as your individual self, not like everybody else in your own way. You bring the fruit you feel is the representation of your attraction, your affection, your willingness to serve. This is devotional service. This is liberation from the material conception of life. This is freedom from illusion. This is you as a unique individual achieving your individual best and using it for the satisfaction of the Lord. You do this a little bit, a little bit. In the next life, it comes with you. And you do it a little bit more and a little bit more. In the next life, it comes with you. And it grows and it grows until you reach this human form of life. You reach this platform you're at right now listening to this program. You're actually opulent in knowledge and realization and opportunities and resources such that you can render devotional service unbroken, undeviating, unself-motivated devotional service to the Supreme in open, pure, unique individual consciousness. That is perfection. Every living entity can become perfect according to Vedic literature. It's not that, oh, nobody's perfect. No. Everybody has the potential to be perfect when they have a relationship with the perfect Supreme Lord. He wants this, you do that, perfect. Again, perfect. What do you know? This is good. Perfect, 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 perfect. Oh my goodness. This doesn't have to stop. No, it doesn't. This is what we're all created for. Use your free will in your own individual way. Achieve your own individual best. Offer that best result to the satisfaction of the Lord and taste what you've always been looking for, that unrestricted, unreserved, blissful satisfaction, transcendental bliss, eternally. 
in full knowledge and in unique stability, consciousness, happiness. That's your right. That's not a good idea. That is your right. You can claim it, demand it, and humbly achieve it. You hear the spiritual master's instructions. You understand the Vedic literature. You get a glimpse into how to render this service with your heart, with your senses, freely. And the world of transcendental knowledge, bliss, eternal happiness opens to you. This is the message in the Vedic literature. This is why the Vedic literature is here. This is why the chain of spiritual masters, disciplic succession, has been created by the Lord, sustained and maintained by the Lord, and the great saints and sages for time immemorial. Such that every living entity has a chance to understand devotional service, to understand the unique of their, excuse me, the application of their uniqueness in a devotional platform. Undeviated knowledge perfectly delivered to you because you can become a perfect living entity. It is your right. It is your responsibility. It is your greatest opportunity. It is your happiness. Take to devotional service. Take to reading the Vedic literature. Bhagavad Gita as it is by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the spiritual master for this universe. All knowledge is given through the medium of the spiritual master as a gift from the Supreme Lord to help you come to your individual best. Don't rest until you do just that. Taste the glory of life in the real term. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.